Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. Thank you for joining with us in our devotional time to the Lord. Take yes. our minds and our thoughts and our hearts and Thank put you. them on Thank to you. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, let's see. My goodness, what how things have turned one way and another, just like all of our lives. And so Joseph had the seven fat years. Now they're into the seven lean years. It is a world famine. People know that there is grain to be purchased in Egypt. And so folks are coming. And guess who's going to show up? Well, well, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> where are we? we're like in a movie, you know, this is we the are. same, this is <laughs> the same time period, but now we've left Egypt and now we're back in Canaan. Okay. Where Joseph started out. Yes. Where his dad, uh, Jacob and brothers are. And his brothers. So this is a meanwhile back at the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Genesis 42 verse one. When Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why do you look at one another? <laughs> That's supposed to be <laughs> like he, like they had this look of, they were perplexed, you know, he's, you can see like it's a scolding. Well, it's, Jacob seems to be kind of negative yeah. sometimes. But. You know what? Can I just give you my little translation here? Paul's poor translation. Uh what are you standing around, you bunch of dummies? <laughs> Go get some grain. Right. So uh, verse 2, and he said, Indeed, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to that place and buy for us that we may live and not die. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, he's heard. Now, how far away is where they're at from Egypt? Well, it's a long way. And there was no phones. There were no texting. Right. No there was texting. no mail you know it yeah, had to be was... just rumor told to somebody who traveled who told somebody else who told somebody else <laughs> wonder how right. long that took for that information to get to them and uh and it has to be dire straits they're in yeah i just i don't know i just am amazed how they got the communication i mean we are so dependent on our our inter internet and phones and all that kind of stuff uh remember there was a famine not too long ago on on <laughs> toilet paper <laughs> yeah. or we thought there was yeah and people were panicking Perceived. across the land across right. the whole across the united world. states and world and everybody would be texting each other or at least i would get texts <laughs> they just i was just they at costco and they got another um you know bulk that. of uh toilet paper that came in and paper towels or yeah. you know there's some at lowe's there, if you go right lowe's. now that yeah funny. you know yeah. Then everybody zooms over there and oh gosh and then they funny. start rationing rationing it out you know yeah. one with signs with one per family <laughs> you know true. and you had wow to buy it so we. anyway but but we had the advantage of texting and communicating with each other and uh it wasn't even a a real crisis but we thought it could be <laughs> a run on toilet paper yeah. like you had to eat toilet paper okay so verse three says so joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in egypt so however long that took but jacob did not send joseph's brother benjamin with his brothers for he said lest some calamity befall him and the sons of israel went to buy grain among those who journeyed to the famine uh, for the famine was in the land of canaan so we know that Benjamin was the very youngest, yes. and he was uh, Joseph's full brother. And um, his mom had had two boys before she died, and it was 
uh, Joseph and Benjamin. So I'm sure, I'm sure Joseph misses him a lot. He was his little buddy, you know, and dad's, you know, going to be ultra sensitive. Yeah, he's after ultra, having lost Joseph. Yeah, so he says, let, well, he says, lest some calamity befall him, he yeah. wasn't going to let him go. He's going to send the other guys. So, uh, and he could, you know, let's say he was even five years younger, which I doubt, than Joseph. He would still be probably in his early 30s by now. Mm-hmm. Verse 6, now Joseph was governor over the land, and it was he who sold all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. Interesting. Yeah. So um, they knew that this governor held life and death and his, um, the way he treated them, you know, that they, they had humbled themselves even to the point of, you know, <laughs> falling on the ground. And they weren't Egyptians, so they were really being humbled. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, as we're going to find out, that Joseph knows exactly who they are. Well, it says this in verse 7. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them. Yeah, the dirty rats. Mm-hmm. But he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Then he said to them, where do you come from? And they said, and he did all this through an interpreter because he didn't want them to hear his Hebrew dialect. Right. And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Verse 8, so Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. That's where we'll end. Of course they're not going to recognize him. I'm sure he's he's in full, uh, you know, Egyptian haircut and, you know. He probably had the... Eyeliner with the wings. I'm sure he did, yeah. <laughs> and the wig. Didn't they wear black wigs sometimes? Well, gosh, I'm trying to remember. He <laughs> might have had some kind of a headgear on, actually. Yeah, I think like the He probably judges. had the jewelry. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, and he spoke roughly. Right. Interesting. There, there's going to be a bit of a test here uh, for Joseph's brother's. And for Joseph, Joseph's going to have, you know, like when you're faced with something from your past, and I'm sure it was unexpected as far as, you know, he didn't know they were going to come and right then that he was going to wake up that morning and see them that day, you know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when somebody from our past comes up and they've hurt us um, and we see them, you're going to have a flood of those emotions come back up. And even if you've forgiven them, which I'm sure Joseph did because he, there's just seems to be sometimes another layer of forgiveness that needs to happen. Yes. And uh, so when it comes back up to the service, surface, then it has, it's an opportunity for you to take that pain and that hurt to the Lord. I mean, they can't hurt you anymore. You're safe. They're at a distance and you can take all that pain that is provoked and give it to God and say, Lord, I, I need, I forgive them again. And I need you to do a deeper cleaning in my heart from any pain that it brings up. And I give that to you and I trust you with it. Really, it's for our own good. A couple of things I think of. Number one, you want to forgive because your Heavenly Father has forgiven you through Christ. And so who are we to hold something against somebody else since the Lord has forgiven us all? And as well that that allows us to have a clean connection with the Lord. And I know that he wants that. And I know that we need that. And then further, it lets us out of jail. Because when you, 
when you don't forgive somebody, you're really putting yourself in jail. You're locking yourself up. We don't need that in our lives. No. Yes. And, you know, it also can go to another level where you actually pray for them. And um, mm. because it's the devil who's behind any of that harm that happened to you. And uh, even though God uses it. Yeah. In this case, we see how God orchestrated it. He used it. Um, but now if those people get free, like if his brothers get free from their guilt, it's been 20 years. And I'm sure that they're thinking, Egypt, oh, what if we run into him? Because we know he's not dead. He was sold, you know. They've, they've had this haunting them for 20 years. It is years. haunting them for sure. Yeah, for a year. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it, God wants to set everybody free. Let's pray. Father... Uh, let's do something right now, Lord. Father, we've all, we're all people. We all live on this fallen planet. We've all been hurt by somebody. I pray, Father, that you would help us to be a forgiver. In fact, we forgive right now those who have come against us and hurt us. We ask, Heavenly Father, that what you would do with those who have hurt us is you would be able to find them and have relationship with them so that they can forgive as well. I thank you, Father, that your plan is to set us free from anything that holds us captive, and sometimes that's unforgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us of our sins. Bless each one that hears this, Lord. Encourage their hearts today. For we pray this in Jesus' wonderful name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you soon.